0: Shalom. This is Yair Silverman, and I serve as the rabbi at Congregation Beth Israel in Berkeley, California. And today I'll be speaking about the concept of Cherut, the concept of true freedom and liberation. As we approach the Seder night with its numerous mitzvot, perhaps the most central one, and certainly the most difficult one, is that of Sipur Yitziat Mitzrayim, that of retelling reliving and ultimately hopefully re-experiencing the exodus from Egypt. On an ethical plane, the issue that often comes to the forefront is that of the borrowed silver and gold vessels. We're told explicitly in the book of Shemot, chapter 11, verse 2, Parak Yud Aleph Pasuk Bet, God tells Moshe, the bear nabos nehaam, please speak. In the ears of the nations, v'ishalu ish me'etreihu, and may the Jews ask a man from his male Egyptian friend v'isha me'etreotah, and a woman from a female Egyptian friend, chle chesaf, zahav, silver vessels and gold vessels. And in fact, the Jewish people borrow these vessels from their Egyptian neighbors and leave with them. Aside for the Rishonim who are troubled with this problem, the Midrash already addresses it and it places a court case in the court of Alexander the Great in which the descendants of the Egyptians who enslaved the Jewish people come forward and say, listen, where's where's my great-grandfather's silver cup, golden vase? We want them back. The Jews, fortunately, are represented by a fine attorney who swiftly replies, listen, if you want the gold and silver back, we'd like to have our backed wages back for the 210 years of forced labor in which we built the cities of Pitom and the cities of Ramses. And the case is quickly dismissed. However, the question I want to address is why have this monetary component at all? It doesn't exist merely by pure happenstance. At the initial covenant with Avraham at B'rit Ben Betarim, Avraham is told, Ya'doe teida ki ger yezarecha Know that your children, your descendants, will be a stranger in a land that is not theirs. V'avduvi vi'inu otamar They will serve and they will suffer for 400 years. However, V'gam ha'goi Yavdu Dada nochi the nation who they will serve. I will in fact judge. But then they're going to leave with lots of lots of stuff, lots of money. Why is that necessary? Why did the Balhagada choose to enshrine that as the first one of the first statements, the statement right before Vihisha Amda, right before we begin the explanation of the Psukim of Tseulamad, which is the central aspect of the retelling of the story? Why is it that we sing in natan lanu et Mamonam, if God would have given us the Egyptian money, the lo kara lanu didn't split the sea. That would have been enough to be grateful for. What, in fact, are we singing about? And I want to suggest this is deeply connected to the concept of freedom. If we look ahead to Dvarim Perik Chaf to Dvarim chapter 23, verse 8, we're told explicitly, lo titave mitzri, ki ger hayita barzo. Don't hate the Egyptian for you were a stranger in their land. What do you mean you were a stranger in their land? They took every male Jewish child and murdered him by throwing them into the river. We worked avodat farach, we worked brutal forced labor, which the Midrash expands on how brutal and how forced it was. It was an affront to human dignity. It was an affront to the human condition. We were enslaved for 210 years with no human rights, with no civil rights. What do you mean you were a stranger in the land? Don't hate them. Lotitav Amitzri. I want to suggest that true freedom can only come when we let go of the hurt and of the anger. And this is perhaps what the Torah is attempting to teach us that as long as Am Yisrael felt angry at the Egyptians, this is, Zman Chirutenu, this time of our freedom, this experience of Pesach, is not one of ultimate liberation. And it's significant to note that the Pasuk that says, Lotitave Mitzri, don't hate the Egyptian, from the end of the book of Dvarim, doesn't appear immediately when they leave Egypt. In fact, it doesn't appear for that entire generation, only after the generation of those who were enslaved have passed on, only then does God tell Moshe and Moshe share the mitzvah, share the divine injunction not to hate the Egyptian. It's a very difficult mitzvah not to have anger but it in fact is the seed of complete liberation.